You are listening to the VRPM podcast. To learn more about virtual reality, porn, and high-tech sex, please visit vrpm.com. Welcome everyone to episode number three of the VR Pimp Podcast. I'm your host, Scotty Velvet. In this episode, I have a very informative talk with Anna Lee, who is the president of Hollow Film Productions and the creative mind behind Hollow Girls VR. Anna provides a unique look into the world of VR porn, and we also discuss her work with Otherverse and the adult virtual community Red Light Center. Before I get to the interview, I just want to mention a couple of items. The first one being my monthly VR porn review page that I just posted for July. This is a new feature that I will list each VR porn video released for the month for each VR porn site that I cover. So this will be a convenient way for everyone to see on one page what the latest videos are for all the sites. I will also give a short description for each video along with my own five-star review score. And then at the end of each month, I will post another page that will be a summary or a recap of the month and what I thought were the best videos and maybe the worst videos as well. I will also discuss the performance of each individual VR porn site and whether or not I'll be changing their review score based on that month's performance. So this will be an easier way for me to keep my top 10 VR porn sites list up to date. The second item to note and I do actually mention this later in my interview with Anna, but thought it would be best to note it here as well, is a new promo code for Hollow Girls VR. If you are planning to purchase a membership there, you can now enter the promo code VRPIMP during checkout, and you will receive 10% off your order. This promotion is in addition to their free VR box headset giveaway, so if you sign up now, you will get the free headset plus an extra 10% off by entering VRPIMP in the promo code box. Now, without further ado, here's my interview with Anna Lee of Hollow Girls VR. First of all, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Not only are you the president of Hollow Films, but also you're the executive producer, director, writer. You're pretty much doing everything there now, aren't you? I do quite a bit, um, but it is definitely a job that I adore, and so it doesn't seem like work. You know, when you really, really love something that you do, it definitely doesn't seem like work, so I don't mind. Well, that's great. So can you tell us a little bit about how you ended up there at Hollow Films? My background is actually in film, and um, I put myself through film and acting school, funny enough, uh, when I was going to school back east by opening a phone sex and cam company in the early 2000s. Um, I was kind of dating myself right there. And uh, so it's kind of funny how it came, it comes full circle that the film and the, the adult business sort of merges together for me later on. Um, from there, I actually was looking for new ways to market my company at the time. And so I caught wind of something called a virtual world. And uh, there was a virtual world that was about to open called Red Light Center, and I was very interested in it, so I decided to market my company on that platform. And that's how I met Brian Schuster, the CEO of both uh, Red Light Center, Otherverse, and Hollow Film Productions. 
And um, so, yeah, we just started collaborating, working together. I was marketing my company in there. Uh, eventually, I ended up selling the company and sort of coming on full time to work at Red Light Center, doing some of their business development. And then kind of the rest is history from there. You know, uh, we started dabbling with virtual reality using the virtual world platform and that expanded into, you know what, let's really do some live action and that sort of where I pulled back into my back pocket and say, hey, I kind of know what I'm doing in this realm. And and that's how it came to be that Hollow Films and Hollow Girls was born, and I became a part of it. Now, you mentioned uh, Brian Schuster. How is it like working with him? He seems like a pretty creative guy. Extremely creative. He's uh, quite a visionary, and he comes up with some some things that are sometimes far beyond their time that people don't quite get yet. And then they go back and say, oh, yeah, that's right. That Brian Schuster guy talked about this. Um, extremely creative guy and definitely willing to take some uh, risks, which is really cool. And so because of that, we're able to, you know, uh, try and push forward with our technology and, and try new things and really experiment, which is one of the things that we love to do. And and that's that makes it for a good environment to be in. You mentioned Red Light Center as well. I have yet mm-hmm. to actually go in there and try it out, but I'm planning on doing that very soon and then writing up a, a story about that because I, I really want to see what it's all about. Now, is that you've been working on that for quite a while. What stage is that at right now? We are actually in our, uh, I believe it's third or fourth iteration of the virtual world. Uh, I came on board in when it was incepted in 2005 been around since then so what are we talking now we're talking 11 almost 12 years it's been in existence and it's seen a lot of evolution and changes um you know we're currently unity based uh game engine and uh continuously adding to it uh got an amazing user base amazing community that's attached to it who love to build and explore and expand everything and definitely while it is adult theme based it's more about the community uh, which is a nice aspect of it. And also, as I said, it's Oculus compatible, so you can definitely go in there with your Oculus Rift and check it out and uh, live your existence as an avatar if you want to. Now, the Red Light Center is just, a you would say, a small part of the Otherverse? That's correct. The Otherverse network, yes. The adult portion of it, I guess. That's correct. It's one world on the Otherverse network, which uh, consists of Lots and lots of worlds interconnected together that you're able to uh, explore by simply using a browser. Now, is that part of what you call the virtual world web? That's correct. That is what the virtual world web is. Is basically we've developed a browser called Curio. And using that browser, you're able to go to several different virtual worlds that are interconnected on the virtual world web. Um, and Red Light Center is just one of them. I see. So you got into hollow films from there. Now, you weren't producing any live action before that, but I guess VR came along and you said, hey, we got to do this. Well, I wasn't producing any live action adults. I was producing uh, some mainstream titles and directing and and working with some mainstream uh, projects uh, on the side of, of what I was currently doing. So it wasn't as it wasn't like I just stepped into the world and was and was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I had contacts from working in Red Light Center because what we had done, we had actually worked with some adult performers prior, getting them body scanned, getting them put into the virtual world, um, doing motion capture with them. So I had a lot of experience with directing motion capture, um, uh, motion capture, what do you call it? 
just directing uh, motion capture sessions and, and, and working in the field. So I wasn't coming into it completely blind. Um, but definitely, regardless, VR and directing and, and producing in VR is a completely new medium, regardless of the kind of experience you have in film. There are a lot of principles and things that are the same as regular and conventional film that you can take over, but VR is a completely new medium. You're working with the camera, which is now a viewer as well, and an immersion that is not quite there with your standard cameras. You're working with out of fourth wall anymore. And so these are things that honestly because everything is so new, can only be learned by really doing it. Now, your Hollow, Hollow Films has a, a trademark, no sick, it's called. Is that a patented mm-hmm. technology? Uh, that is, yes. And obviously you can't tell me what all that entails, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you want to talk to Brian about that, actually, mostly. That's, <laughs> that's one of Brian's, uh, Brian's babies right there. <laughs> I love your colors and your your clarity. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably I, I rated them the best out of all the VR sites. So thank you. Do you have anybody outside coming to you and saying, "Hey, could you film for us?" Yes, uh, yes, we do. We actually have quite a few clients that we are shooting projects for, uh, both in the adult space and in the mainstream space uh, under our different brands. So. It's, 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 it's a great challenge to be able to film different types of things, just not the adult, because you learn a lot uh, having to do different types of, of scenes that aren't necessarily like a straight sex scene or, or whatever. There's, you know, a lot of things that you learn. And, you know, we're also working with toy manufacturers and, and, and creating things for them as well. So um, there's a lot going on right now, and it's a very exciting time. Uh, I suppose you have some camaraderie with the other people in the industry right now wishing oh, for, sure. for every, everybody's success, I guess, at this point. We're actually, uh, funny enough, like all the major players, we see each other quite often because we're on the adult uh, adult uh, convention circuit. So we get to speak with each other on panels a few times, if not more, a year. Um, so yeah, we have actually very good relationships with the Doink and Naughty America and Virtual Porn. And I know everybody by their first name and we talk actually quite frequently, which is nice. Um, and yeah, we all share conversations and trade stories when we see each other at, uh, trips. I just saw everybody in May actually in Miami at the Expo show and we were all on a panel together. So I'll have lunch together actually too afterwards. That's great. So you're all yeah. kind of rooting for each other, but at the same time, not really sharing too much information, I suppose. Um, well, we do discuss things with each other. We do share some things with each other. But definitely, I mean, we're all rooting each other because I see it this way. The more content, the more high-quality content that there is available, the more people will be inclined to buy headsets. And the headset thing is the barrier to entry for a lot of people. And, and the thing that, you know... Once you got a headset in your hand, what's one of the first things you're going to look for other than, you know, Pokemon? You're going to look for porn, right? So, you know, the more variety is there, the more people are going to go, yeah, okay, there's a lot to go. So right now I think everybody in the market is just helping each other. I don't think it's a cutthroat thing right now, and I don't think it ever will be. I mean, there's, you know, there's Sony and Warner Brothers and a whole bunch of other mainstream studios. They all coexist. There's room for everyone, and... That's how I actually truly feel. And I really like 
some of the people that spearheaded our quote-unquote competition. Great, great people. And so I wish them all the best success and they do the same with us. So, you know, we, we are, we're cheering each other on right now, actually. You mentioned the high-quality porn uh, and high-quality VR. Like I mentioned before, your colors, I think, are some of the best. And Thank your you. scale is getting better. Uh, as you look back on, I believe you launched in January at AVN, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, we did. So it's it's only been six months now. How do you look back over the last six months? Do you see a, a huge difference from when you first started to what you're producing now? Oh, God, yeah, definitely. There's been a massive evolution, not only in the technology, but in the way we shoot things um, from every level. You know, when we first started out, we actually started shooting content about six seven or eight, maybe it was even eight months before AVN even came. So we were shooting things back then and the technology we used just a year ago is vastly different from what we're using now, which, you know, this is something that we actually spoke on the panel about in May, uh, myself and Todd Glider, who runs the Doink, um, we're talking about how fast this medium has evolved and how fast the hardware has evolved. Um, since just a short year ago. Um, and also, too, you know, there's things that we all want to do and we all want to try and we're really trying, but the hardware is not quite there yet. The technology is not quite there yet. We're kind of thinking 20 steps ahead. So, you know, sometimes we're putting out things and we're like, oh, this is not exactly what I intended, but everything that we're doing, and I can speak for quite a few companies, actually, when I say this, uh, because I've heard them say this on panels with me, we're tearing apart things that you can buy, consumer equipment, and trying to make our own things, Frankensteining cameras and rigs and so on and so forth to try and get the perfect scale and, and, and the right, you know, clarity and the right 3D. And and it's it's been both frustrating and also rewarding because, like I said, the evolution of it has happened so quickly. And if it keeps moving at that pace, next year is just going to be mind-blowing. There's going to be some amazing stuff coming out. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Now, I noticed in the beginning you did some 360 releases, and sure. now I think most of them are, are about 220 degrees now. Is that pretty mm-hmm. much what you've settled on? Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, we found that you know the 360 is cool. It's fun, but it's not practical. It really isn't practical, and I think a lot of people agree with me on that. Um we do shoot 360 for other things that are non-adult related, um, concerts and so on and so forth and things of that nature, um, because it warrants that kind of experience. But you know what? If you've got a girl in front of you, you've got a girl in front of you. You better not be looking behind you. It's a little insulting to her. So, you know, um, but we do like to shoot in 220 because I, I feel that the 180 is very limiting on the, uh, on your peripheral. And so it's nice to be able to have the, the, the scene continue around your face um, so that you're not having that black bar immersion breaking. Um, so that's why we choose to do 220 for the majority of our scenes. When I watch your videos, I, I watch on my Gear VR with my Samsung mm-hmm. phone, and I notice there's in front of me at about a 45 from center on each side, there's a seam, a vertical seam. Mm-hmm. And is that just something that you put in there where you're kind of focused really when you do the post-processing, you're really kind of just taking what's inside there and and making it the best quality you can and not concerned so much with what's outside of that. 
We are doing exactly what you said. We're trying to make the best with what we've got and what we're working with right now. Um, and yeah, so there are sometimes scenes depending on the location or where we're shooting or the rig we're using. We actually use quite a few different types of rigs without going into too much crazy detail about it, but we do use and experiment with a, a variety of them. So um, it depends on the scene, but yes, um, you know, our main focus is the action that's happening right in front of you um, and making sure that that is as clear and as, as perfect as we can get it. Now, how long do I, I know some of the films and I, I, cause I see the Twitter where you mentioned who you're filming with and then yeah. when the re- release comes out, it's quite a distance in the future. How long does post-processing usually take you? Uh, it actually, sometimes it takes as much as two days. Sometimes it takes weeks, depending on the complexity of the scene. But it's not necessarily, um, I personally shoot in chunks. Um, so I will do a massive shoot. That's the way I like to work. I like to focus and I'll do like a week long shoot and just girl after girl after girl. And you'll notice that on my Twitter, I'll shoot a whole bunch at once and then I'll take a bit of a break. Um, and then how the release schedule gets determined is we look at the footage and we say, okay, you know, this scene fits in well with this week. So sometimes something that I will have shot, um, let's say last week will get released next week. And sometimes it won't get released for months, depending on what we have in the queue. So, um, and also, like I said, it depends too on the complexity of the editing of the scene. Um, do we have to do any extra color correction? Was there anything crazy that happened? Did, you know, so on and so forth. There's a couple of different factors that determine how long something takes to, in order for it to get ready. So, um, yeah, there is no real formula and methods to the madness other than, you know, we'll look at something and we're like, hey, this was a really great scene. You know what? Let's rush this out. Or, you know, we haven't done one like this yet. Let's put this out quicker. Or, you know what? We've done quite a few of these. Let's kind of spread this out a little bit more. So, you know, it depends. Well, that was my next question is the different genres. Now, you've sort of been releasing different categories. You've got girlfriend experience, you've got upskirt, face sitting, and the mistress tea, the dominatrix. Uh Are you planning on continuing that or are you going to try to create different categories as you go forward or are we going to see kind of the same stuff? Because I know some people have been complaining they're not getting enough uh, boy-girl scenes Uh and they'd like to see more of that. So how do you see that going forward? We are listening to what people are saying, but, uh, you know, obviously there's some delay between when you hear something and then you're able to release it. Um, actually, I just came out of shooting two weeks nonstop, brand new girls, a whole bunch of GFE boy girl stuff. Um, but I don't know how much of it you're going to see immediately and how much of it you're going to see at all because some of it was brand, brand new girls who had never done stuff before ever. I'm actually personally working on a new series um, that was filmed in my office um, that I'm not going to give away too much because I kind of want it to be a little bit of a surprise. But um, it features all brand new girls who have never performed in their entire lives. Um, And we are, the thing that I like, I'm just going to say this first, the thing that I like about working for Hollow Girls is we like to take risks and we like to experiment with different things. Um, So you're going to see us continue to release a variety of stuff for the next little while. And, and, you know, and we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe we might branch off and start putting things, maybe we'll break off and do a fetish 
site, you know, or maybe we'll break off and do an amateur site or so on and so forth. And, and maybe Hollow Girls will start to go down a little bit more of a BG path. But the thing is, is what I like what's happening right now is we're taking risks and we're trying different things out. And we're seeing what hits, and some of it hits and some of it doesn't. And the interesting thing is, is like, you know, we listen to Reddit, we look at Reddit, we watched a lot. But we also noticed, too, that I get a lot of feedback emailed to me and through the site. And you'll hear people be like, I love cinematic, I hate cinematic, <laughs> I love your face sitting, I hate your face sitting. And it's, it's kind of a mixed bag, you know. Sometimes people will be very vocal on the forums about something they hate, and then I'll get like four emails the next day being like, please don't listen to those guys. We love whatever it is that the other people were saying they hate. Um, I guess it's just, they just don't want to be outed or something. I don't know. But so it's, it's, you know, so we're just going to keep putting things out there and seeing how it goes. And I really like that we offer people a variety of things. I was happy to see you released a voyeur scene, how to fuck a rock star last week or this Mm -hmm. week, I guess it was. Do you find that maybe the feedback you're getting is kind of all from one type of person and not really more of the general public? Well, I mean, like I said, we get feedback from different areas. We get people contacting us, contacting us directly. Um, so, and and that feedback, surprising enough, you know, is in stark contrast to some of the very vocal feedback we get on Reddit. Um, but we do listen to all of that. And I also listen to and see what scenes are well-received. And you can tell as well by how many people view it, too, um, if something is, is going a little better. Um, than you'd hoped. Um, and you know what? Our GFE stuff and the GFE stuff seems to be the very popular movement right now across the board. People are wanting, it seems, by and large, an intimate, you know, GFE experience. And that's something that, you know, we're noticing, you know, all of the players that I've talked to as well, we're all noticing that that's what people are wanting. However, that being said, we're not going to stop producing out-of-body third third-person, you know, voyeur view scenes as well because there is a market for it too. Um, there are people who enjoy that. There are people who don't want don't want to have the, you know, they want to be behind the fourth wall. They want to just watch some porn in a cool way, you know, and, and feel like they're actually in a room watching people f- right in front of them. Hopefully I can say that on your podcast. Um, should have asked you before. But, um, you know, so we get a variety of feedback from different places, but the most vocal and the loudest voices seem to be from Reddit. Um, but they're not the only voices. But we do pay attention to what they say, and we try and we try and give a little something to everybody. And I suppose, depending on what you're filming, the casting is also going to be different because obviously yeah. for the POV stuff, you have to get a girl who's, I guess, a, a good actress and likes to talk yes. because obviously yes. they need to communicate. They need to connect. Yes. Finding good actresses. When you find one, you hold on to her. She's, and there's some really great ones out there that I love, love, love working with. And there are also some new girls that I've discovered lately in my two week run there of going through all the amateurs that I've also found that are fantastic talkers and I'm very excited to do more things with them in the future but yeah when you find a good actress you put her in a POV <laughs> like immediately <laughs> no question about it is there some competition for the for the actresses out there are you kind of fighting for them right now to get the the good actresses 
Um, the good actresses are always in demand, whether it be for VR or otherwise. So some of the top performers, like if you want to book Riley Reed, you got to book her months in advance. I should say that much. Um, you know, there's a girl that I really, really want to work with. Um, she hasn't done any VR yet, but she's booked all the way to the end of October right now. So no one's getting their hands on her until then, right? So the the top girls, the top performers, the biggest porn stars, the biggest names are always going to be, you know, booked out way in advance. As you look back, what are some of your favorite titles that you've released so far? My absolute, absolute favorite is Get Quick and Chill. Um, that one to me was basically, I, I'm going to give away a little something here. It was basically experiences that I pulled from my own college arsenal and got to do. And I absolutely freaking adore Evie. Like, just I can't say enough about her. She is the Ellen Page of the porn generation. and. I absolutely adore working with her. So doing Get Flicks and Chill was definitely something to me that was a very special project and something where I wanted to be like, you know what? I, you know what? I want to do something with realism. So I'm going to dim the lighting in this. I'm going to do things that might, people might not like, but you know what? I just want to make the most realistic experience as possible. And I'm going to give away a little something, something for you, a little teaser, a little hint. I am actually working on a follow up to that. And I'm going to shoot it. There's going to be a sort of a sequel. Um, But I'm shooting it at the end of this month. And I'm really stoked to do it. Um, Going to try some new techniques. Not sure if they're going to work. Still sort of experimenting with them before I actually meet up with Evie and uh, Shreds, who was her partner in that. And I'm going to do a follow-up to Flix and Chill. (laughs) Um, So I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. So I love that one. Another one I absolutely adore was um, we just released it, I think, it was like last week or maybe this week was the penny packs face sitting. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I particularly love that is two reasons. One, I actually did the entire shoot myself by myself. I did oh. all the lighting, all the camera. Usually I've got a crew and this time I actually took the equipment, did it in my hotel room in Miami and asked her if she would come and do this. <laughs> And shot the entire thing by myself with, um, actually, my boyfriend was assisting me uh, on it, just to make sure that everything was, was, I had a second pair of eyes on things. And she came in, and she was just phenomenal. I love working with her. She's just such a glorious actor and such an amazing performer. And so that one came out pretty good. And I was quite happy with it. It was actually getting quite good reviews. And I was like, oh, I did the cameras myself. Yay, and I did my own lighting. So I was pretty, <laughs> pretty stoked about that. Um, and, you know, the other one I really like is uh, L'Amour de Femme with Cherie uh, Zavelle and Annika Albright. Um, the reason I love that is both those ladies are some of my favorite women in the world, period. And when I was shooting that, you know, we were going through things and then I kind of gave them a note. I said, let's just make this real and have fun. And they're like, hell yeah, let's have fun. And I actually said cut about five minutes before the scene actually ends. Cherie took one look at me and just went Mm-mm, and kept going. 
And the end of that scene is just, that's just the two of them legitimately having the time of their life. Um, and just going at it and going at each other. And that was, that was, that was a fun experience to be a part of. And like I said, I really adore those two ladies. They're friends of mine. And, uh, I had a great time shooting that one. Well, you just released, uh, one today. I think it was with Cherie, a girlfriend experience video, I think. Yes. She's actually wearing my robe in that one too. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the one where she's wearing the purple robe, that's actually from my closet. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was actually, we shot that one in my hotel room, uh, in Las Vegas when we were there for ABN. So you can film wherever you go. I guess it's portable, your yeah. rig, you take it around. Well, we have one rig that we can break down and, and bring with us, um, that it can break up into pieces, so it's not too bad. Um, it's not the rig that we film on all the time. The actual one we film all the time is you can't break it down. It's, it's quite large um but um that one yeah i can break down in, into travel size and it actually works out sometimes <laughs> but you're fighting you're fighting sort of the lighting that's in the hotel and i only have like i'll, I'll carry very three very small led panels with me if i'm doing that and so sometimes i'm fighting with that but the lighting actually came out quite good in the penny pack uh face sitting so i was really really happy that those three panels did that <laughs> was able to do that in that hotel room. <laughs> so. Well, I'd have to say my favorite, I think, has been Angel in Danger with Joanna and Abella. That's a good one. Abella, yeah. okay, first of all, Joanna is like a goddess, and I love her, and she's so wonderful, and I enjoy working with her. But Abella is just, like, phenomenal, too. Like, that was magic. That one was magic. Did you like the balloons? <laughs> I liked all of it. It was great. <laughs> Okay, the balloons, because everyone goes, why the hell were there balloons in there? And okay, I have to give kudos to my boyfriend once again. EPA is on sets for me. He blew those things off. <laughs> and he did it because <laughs> Joanna wanted it. Joanna thought it would be really cool to have balloons everywhere. <laughs> and she's like, she gave us the bag of balloons. And she's like, do you guys want to blow these up? And we're like, yes. <laughs> It doesn't really make sense, but does porn really make sense? No. <laughs> does it have to? No. no. I need yeah. a I'm couple hot girls. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were great. I thought they did were phenomenal. Yeah. I think probably my favorite video of all so far. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed that one. That's a lot of people's favorite. And you know what? Like I said, Joanna is a real pro. She's amazing, and Abella is just sex on heels, man. Like that girl just oozes it. 24 7 and i love working with both of them they're just i've had such great experiences with these ladies you got some guys in there too but obviously they don't get seen so much but is that difficult for them i suppose it must be really hard for them to kind of bend back their neck under the camera and and lie there and perform yeah i feel so bad for the dudes man like okay yeah they get laid that day (laughs) but they don't get to touch the girl you know, um, and it's hard for them because what we like to shoot is we try and shoot in one continuous take if we can. Um, not not everybody does that. Some people do that. We try and shoot in one continuous take. Um, and so the poor guy's got to be hard, stay hard, and then pretty much come on command. Um, so it's it's not an easy job, regardless if you've got, you know, hot women like Joanna and Abella in front of you. You don't really get to see them or touch them. Um, so it's actually, this whole thing is breeding a new, 
brand a new type of male performer where, you know, one that has to be incredibly skilled in certain areas and, you know, can work under pretty extreme circumstances. Um, but, you know, our consummate favorite, we work a lot with him. We love him. Manuel Ferrara, um, absolutely adore him and his wife, uh, Caden Cross. They're amazing. Um, but yeah, he's a go-to for us. And, uh, one of our, uh, one of my favorite performers is a guy we discovered in Vancouver and was in Getflix and Chill with Evie. His name is Shreds. He's a local Canadian performer. He's pretty new, but boy, can that guy be an under the camera stunt dick. He is so good at it. <laughs> he is so good at it. He is probably one of the better guys at it that I've ever seen. He is just a wonderful performer and a really nice guy too. So I've been lucky to work with some really wonderful, awesome people in this industry. And the performers are just really great people. And it's made this experience that much more better. Have you had requests from guys? Obviously, your viewers are trying to be immersed in the scene from the POV perspective. They're trying to be immersed mm -hmm. in the scene. Have you had a lot of requests for guys to use stunt dicks that are maybe not the normal not porn star size? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and Fred's forgive me. Your dick is wonderful. But it's not Manuel's size. And that's another reason why I really like using him as well is um, he – He's a little, he's a little more on the on the average side. He's, I think he's bigger than average, but he's a little bit more on that tip. And yes, and I get it. I get that reason because if you're looking to create an immersive experience, you want to look down and think that that's your dick. Um, right. I also get too, you know, and I do like shooting some interracial POV. Um, and you get mixed a mixed bag out of that. You get mixed reviews out of that. But I mean. I also think some people might want to look down and see Manuel's dick and be like, hey, I have Manuel's dick. That's cool. I have Prince Yashua's dick. I know I think that's cool, but that's me being a woman as well and spending belief and being like, you know what? I want to feel what it's like to be in the body of someone else. Definitely for the GFE scenes, I am starting to cast and lean towards more of an average to a little bit above average size male. And the reason why I go a little bit above average is simply because a larger dick is going to be able to be seen more with the penetration. Um, so if you go a little too small, it's not going to work on all positions and it's not going to work with seeing some of the penetration. So that's, there's just logistics there that you can't get around. But, you know, you don't have to go Prince Yashua size, you know. <laughs> or mow the monster or whatever <laughs> you spoke about positioning most of it right now from everybody is uh you know you're looking at cowgirl reverse cowgirl mm -hmm. and not so much uh, missionary doggy style is it really that much more difficult to film in those positions uh it's not necessarily much more difficult it's just i don't think that the rigs and the ability to uh drop the, the camera in a good position for those positions are really quite there yet. Literally today, we did some missionary and doggy uh, testing. We're actually releasing a uh, scene next week with Samantha Mack um, that is doggy um, from a standing position. Um, so we're, we're working with and we're experimenting with it, but we haven't quite released anything personally that we really like. Um, obviously the easiest thing to do, and I'm just going to be completely blunt with it. The easiest thing to do is have the guy lying on his back. It's so easy. Um, 
And also, too, it mimics more of the position that you would be in when you're watching the scene. Because as cool as it is to look at Mesh and, and Doggy, you know, if you want a really immersive experience, are you actually going to be standing and pretending you're hunting here? <laughs> like, that's a question to ask yourself. And it's a valid question, right? So I think that's, that's, that takes into account one of the reasons why people aren't necessarily putting that much stock into it. Um, like I said, the majority of porn watching is going to happen while you're laying back, sitting somewhere, you know, reclining in your chair, sitting on your couch, on your bed. So I think that's where the tendency to film in that direction goes to. But yes, it is just more difficult to film in missionary. And then people are asking for no hands. They don't want to see the man's hands and the thing. Well, how does the actor balance himself when he's leaning over and banging a girl? Right. Those are other questions you've got to solve. You know, I, I got to say something, too, about the whole, uh, and I'm kind of skipping ahead. Maybe you were going to ask me this. The whole, uh, uh, what's it called, cream pie debate <laughs> that's <laughs> going on right now. Uh, I, if it were up to me all day long for all my GSE scenes, I would cream pie away. But I just want to say on the record, not every actress or performer says yes to it. There's right. actually not that many that say yes to mm-hmm. it um, for obvious reasons um, that I don't think I need to get into, or maybe I do, but so. I think we understand. Know, yeah. So trying to book it, I would love to book it all day long, but trying to actually book a legit cream pie, very tough. And then you have to answer the question for yourself as a director and a tech, how do you show that cream pie without being weird about it? Yeah. Like you want an immersive experience. You want something that feels very GSE and real. Okay, so if this is a real thing and you're with your girlfriend and you come inside her, is she going to put her hand down there and be like, look what, I, look what you just did <laughs> and hold it yeah. to the camera? You know what I mean? That just seems so weird and awkward to me. Like, I mean, I'm being very candid about it, but that's something I honestly think about. I go, well, how can I show this in a natural way? Going back to your thing, if we're doing it in missionary, then that makes more sense. So I think when the missionary picks up, the cream pies will increase. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. It's my theory. It's my theory. <laughs> well, I'm all about immersion. I'm I'm lying on my bed. I'm standing up. I'm kneeling. I'm doing whatever they're doing, I'm doing. So I'm getting into right it. Right on. I'm glad to hear that. That's really cool. It's a bit easier for me maybe because, like I said, I'm using a Gear VR. So I, I don't yeah. have any cord, cords attached. I can move around as much as I want. Yeah. But it's good to hear. It's good to hear because... You know, sometimes I hear, you know, from people, hey, I just sit back and watch my stuff. So, you know, I prefer the lying down stuff. I prefer the sitting. So I'm glad to hear that you actually get up and you move around with it. That's really cool. And I bet when there are more devices as well, like more haptic devices and things that make people want to stand up and shower mounts and all that stuff, like, you know, it's it's going to make people want to get into it more, I think. Yeah, you mentioned haptic devices. Are you, is there any plan to have those connect with your scenes or anything on the horizon for that? Definitely. So we've been always working with Kiru for years uh, with Red Light Center, and we're going to be obviously working with them again for Hollow Girls. Um, also, too, we've been in discussions with an Asian manufacturer called, uh, they have the BKK Cybersex Cup, which is a really cool flashlight-looking thingy. Um, and when you jerk it and move it, it actually speeds up, uh, the, the speeds up the action and, and changes it. So you can have like an interactive choose your own experience, uh, when you are doing that. And we're actually shooting with them 
uh, in a week some cool new footage for their device. So you're going to see some stuff coming out of Hollow Girls that's interactive and you can basically choose, now I want to go in this room with this girl and perform doggy with her. And this is how fast I want her to go. So it's going to be really fun and very interesting challenge. Sounds great. And anything else there in the future you can tell us about? Yeah, we, you know what? We test, test, test all the time. We've got some new things under our sleeve we're going to release. We actually released a scene uh, yesterday with a brand new model called Olivia Black, never shot before, but we tried something that we're dubbing Pussy Eating Cam. Um, So I don't know if you've seen that scene yet, um, where she's basically trying out for me to get a job, you know, sort of the cheesy porn scenario. And at the very end, we changed the rig and dropped it down so it was an extreme close-up right of her pussy as if she was getting eaten out. Um, and yeah, I'm interested to hear what people think about that. That's something that we were like, you know, let's just try this new girl, new tech. Let's just try this technique and see how it goes. We threw it out there and still waiting to hear some solid feedback about that. Um, but then, yeah, we've got some great things on the horizon. Like I said, we're filming the interactive content coming up. We actually have a shoot plan for the end of the month with some big names. I won't name you yet. Um, like I said, too, I'm working on a follow-up to Flicks and Shells, so I'm pretty excited about that. I think it will be great. And um, also, like I said, the new series that I'm working on um, with the brand-new girls that I have high hopes for, and we'll see how that pans out. And you used to film in, uh, what do you call it, cinematic scale? Are you still doing that? Oh, yeah. We are. We actually, okay. So what happened was we filmed a whole bunch. This is, this is People ask me about this all the time, and I'm just going to be quite frank about it. We filmed a whole bunch of scenes at, in, with that rig uh, over a period of time. Um, and the reason why you're not seeing them anymore is because we ran out of them. <laughs> we ran out of them. We went through all of them. But you know what? We've actually had requests for more of them. What is your take on it, actually? I want to ask you what you think about that. I'm okay with the scale uh, because... Mm-hmm. The colors and the clarity are just so good that Mm -hmm. I really don't mind the bigger scale. If that's the sacrifice you have to make to get colors and clarity that good, then I'm okay with it. I'm not in the scene. It's usually solo scenes, I believe. Mm -hmm. So far, yeah. Yeah, so for me to watch somebody, if they're in a big scale, it's not such a big deal since I'm, you know, my body's not in there. So I think it's okay. Yeah. That's so that's the feedback we're getting a lot. We're we're thinking of uh, maybe dabbling a little bit more with it, doing some more stuff with it. Um, but we're going to release it a, lot, a little less frequently than we did in that burst. Um, and but we're also improving our color and clarity in just our regular scale rig as well. So we're improving in that area, and that's actually something. Instead of going and shooting more stuff like that, we've been really focusing on our R and D with improving the rig that has the the best scale possible and you know in the in the in the scenes that have just you know especially the penny pack scene there that just got released last week you can really see the improvement in that and something we're continuously striving to work on i think at the end of the day you want to go the most natural most realistic scale possible um while getting the optimal color and clarity too and so that's our end result that's what we're really going for at the end of the day I've noticed you've been improving as time has gone by. Mm-hmm. The scale has gotten much better. The one thing I do not really big fan of is the really close close-ups where my eyes start to yeah. cross. 
that's yeah. I could do without. I like when they do come <laughs> and whisper in my ear. That's great. I love yeah. that audio like Good. that. But the kissing, that uh, gets a little bit too close. Is it? Would you would you like to see it, or do you just think it's too close? You would still like to see it, but just not as close. I like it, you know, when they're there six inches away and you, everything is mm. just so close and so clear. But then once you get in a little bit closer than that and my eyes start to cross, what I ended up doing is I end up closing one eye while they're mm. close to the camera. And then as they move away, then I'll open back up and go back to stereo. But mm. really, okay. the really close stuff, I mm, it's fine. It's mm. fine. You know, I, If it's in little short bursts, that's why I don't want mm-hmm. them to stay too close for too long. Yeah, that one. That one's something that we're still playing with. I mean, we get mixed reviews on that, understandably so. We get the same thing that you're saying. And then we get people like, we love it. It feels so real. So um, short bursts, I think, is the solution. And thank you for that feedback. You know, we're definitely going to apply that to what we're we're doing. And, I like, I love hearing this stuff. So it makes our job easier at the end of the day to be like, okay, this is how it makes other people feel. Okay, well, then let's try it this way. And, I, you know, that's what I think – Reddit should be is is a place where, you know, people can give us the constructive criticism that we need in order to improve. Great. I should talk about your membership right now. You have a free headset giveaway, right? The VR box? Yes, we do. That's correct. We do. So with any membership, now does that ship to just the U.S. or different countries? All over. All over. Great. All over, as long as you can receive it. I, you know, there might be some places that are you can't, but as far as I know, it's all over. And of course, now I have my special VR pimp promo code that people can use to get ten percent off. So, in the promotion code box, if you put in VR pimp, you'll get an extra ten percent off, which is great. That's great. That's actually a pretty good deal because we're actually hitting at a price point that's lower than most people. And anything else you'd like to add? You've covered, I think, the whole gambit here. But perhaps there's something else you want to talk about. I think I've gone through all of it other than please, 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 everybody, you know, keep letting us know what you like and what you absolutely hate, but be nice. (laughs) Um, That's just for me. Uh, No, let us know what you like and what you want to see more of. I think, you know, right now the feedback we're getting is a lot of what I don't like, but you know what? Let's hear what you would like to see. That's something that I want to see because what you don't like, okay, I get, I won't do it again, but what do you want me to do instead? What would you like me to do instead of what you didn't like? And that's what I'm I'm really dying to hear. And then, you know, another thing is, is if we give you what you've been asking for and you didn't like it still, what didn't you like about it? Just don't be like, you guys are shit or whatever. But right. no, like, like you just said with the kissing, you know, short burst. Yeah, okay, noted. That's great. And you know what? I'm going to apply that next time I direct something. And, and see how that works and see how that, and I'm going to come back to you and ask you what you thought, you know? So um, definitely let us know what you want to see more of. And I want to hear people go, you know what? I want to see the voyeuristic stuff more and don't be afraid to say it. Like just because someone doesn't like what you like, you know, <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around them. So let me know that you like that stuff. And you know what? We'll make more of it. If you like cinematic, let us know. We'll make more of it. I just need to hear from people, and we need to hear from people what it is that you like more of, and we can give that. And that's all I got. So if you're not on Reddit, just send an email through the website would be the best way? That's right. Or info at hologirlsvr.com uh, is the way you can get a hold of us. I'm very, very active in Twitter myself, Annalie VRX 
on Twitter and Instagram. So you can get me, you can get a hold of me personally on there, actually. You, know, you can send me messages from there. And I see them and I respond to them. Um, I'm not so active on Reddit because it's um, hard for me. I'm always running around and doing stuff. So it's kind of hard for me to actually sit down and like really look through that on a continuous basis. But I do make time on a regular basis to sit down and look at it and make sure that we're delivering you guys what you're asking for. Um, so yeah, Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me and see what I'm up to, as well as the Hollow Girls VR Twitter too. You can see what's coming up and what's just been released. Great. Well, Anna, I just have to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. No problem. Really, really appreciate it. It's just so nice of you, and I wish you much success. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I definitely will be back to ask you your opinion about some of the stuff that's coming up in the future, because I'd like to hear what you think. Yeah, I'm going to try out your Red Light Center as well and, and see what cool. I find there and maybe talk about that again. Right on, and let me know what you think about that too. All right, Anna, thanks again. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Anna Lee. She certainly provided some interesting behind-the-scenes details about the world of VR porn, and I am so very appreciative of her taking time out of her busy schedule to talk with me. And as I'm sure you could tell from what she said during the interview, she is genuinely interested to hear what you have to say about the content on Hollow Girls VR. So if you have a moment, don't be shy to send her your thoughts, and please do so in a kind and courteous manner. And once again, if you are planning to purchase a membership on Hollow Girls VR, don't forget to enter the promo code VRPIMP during checkout to receive 10% off your order. And that's going to do it for this episode of the VR Pimp Podcast. Until next time, this is Scotty Velvet signing off. Thank you.